Hi, everybody. My name is Sobi, a.k.a. Merlin Carlisle. Did you really think Merlin was going to die? If so, shame on you. Nah, I'm just kidding. There's really no reason I should be alive. Last time on What the Fumble, we finally made it to the ocean and set sail. After some time out at sea, we all started to hear Salash's schizophrenia, which turned out to be a tattoo. Looster tried to calm everything down and make peace, but Tess decided she would rather kill herself with a necklace. So buckle up for your favorite horror drama sitcom. Episode 22 of What the Fumble, Blood, Sweat, and Fears. There's so many things to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. Yeah? A lot of stuff. I think, you want the good news first? Good news, bad news? You're choking me out right now? (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll get to that. Good news is that I had time to boost up the old fumble container. It has split and multiplied. There's three of them now. Oh, oh man. There's three. There's a ranged one. There's one for melee. There's one just for spells. It looks terrible. There's three. <laughs> it's three separate containers. I'm and, pretty excited. And that's the good news. I didn't that's know. That's the good news. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't realize that was the life cycle of uh, fumble containers. Look at it. So <laughs> many. I'm running out of Tupperware at home. So if the ranged fumbles... <laughs> Smell a little bit like leftover butter chicken. That's that's on me. Ooh, that is on me. I need to start using a bow. <laughs> uh, bad news. Bad news is there's a couple couple things that we maybe got kind of wrong. We have to we have to appease the rule book for a minute. To appease the rule guides. All right, everyone, okay. sacrifice a d twenty. Oh man, where's my dice jail? In our defense, though, I mean these are. These kind of things we don't really use too much. These are rules that really we've, you know, rarely gotten into in the past, but this campaign is brutal. You guys are, you're pulling out all the stops. Uh, anyways, first thing is uh, help action, right? Colin, you noticed this. Yeah. You noticed this last week. Yeah, in order to help with uh, with combat, you have to be in melee, so you're sort of distracting the person who's being hit. You can't just give someone a back rub and help them hit someone 40 feet away. Yeah, uh, exactly. Be yeah. nice, though. To help somebody with their attack in combat, you got to be five feet away from the target. Uh, luckily, though, that really hasn't made a difference yet. We got it wrong once or twice. Uh, I think both times against Crossbow Guy, but <laughs> either way, I think Lucera, you or David, you actually hit because of help at one point. I think Van Richten helped you and you hit, but it doesn't matter in my mind because tested so much overkill in the second encounter with that guy with that bone saw. That yeah, I did. It really kind of all worked out in the end. So nothing really changed there, I don't think. Uh, Slash's character development of wanting to help? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We'll keep the character development. <laughs> that part's healthy. Uh the second one, right quick, this one, again, this is another one of those things that we just never really had to deal with to this extent. Short rests, right? There's no there's no real limit on how many short rests that you can get in a day. 
there's no hard rule, right? We've always kind of limited it to two. Uh, but you guys can always drive her more. The only real limit to how many short rests you can take in a day is essentially the story, right? Like the narrative. Like, does it make sense to take a short rest? That's the only real limiting factor, right? Yeah, that's fair. And you guys are all, you guys as players are all pretty good about keeping yourselves to that, you know, keeping yourselves honest. But here's the thing. According to the way the rules are written, if you're unconscious and you're stabilized, after that first hour goes by, it's considered a short rest for your character, which means you can roll hit dice. Really? Really. What? Yeah, I had oh, no idea. Awesome. The thought, I was looking it up last week, and sure enough, I, mean, I don't want to get into too much of the why, but that is the case. Uh, you definitely look it up. It's it's out there. That's really, really cool. One of those Jeremy Crawford tweets buried on the internet somewhere. So, I mean, when you're stabilized, right? So when you're stabilized and you don't have any means to heal yourselves, we roll that D4 to determine how many hours you're going to be unconscious. You know, if I roll a three, you're out for three hours. But at the end of that first hour, you can spend hit dice to get up early. That's one of the heroic things you can do as, really like as a player. Huh. I really, oh, really wow. like that. Well, uh, not that I think we had hit dice at the time to expend anyway. I well, did. Oh. Some, some of us did. Yeah. Uh, again, though, it's one of those things that I think we're catching it early enough that, you know, luckily it didn't make a big, it hasn't made a big difference quite yet. Merlin, you're you're out of them anyway, aren't you? You're out of hit dice. That's actually true. Yeah, I am so out of hit dice. Would not have made a difference. You would not have made a difference for you. What it does mean, though, is that right now Merlin has an action surge because you have benefited from a short rest. So oh, you have action right. surge. So okay. that's good news. Lenara, you, Adam, what, what do you have any sorcerer get something? Don't you get something back on a short rest? No. Don't you get like your divine your favorite by the gods? Oh, oh, yes. By the gods. yes, my favorite by the gods. I do. So you've got that. Yeah, that's my subclassy thing. You have it. Oh, excellent. You have it, because you, too, were unconscious for, well, we said two hours for you. You still have hit dice, though. Yes. So you would have been able to use hit dice after the wolf fight. I don't remember you getting hit in the elevator fight, so I don't think it made a, long, a big difference like in the long run. But if you want to retroactively use hit dice right now, you can do that. Leave it up to you. Uh, but if you think Lenara would have used hit dice at the end of that wolf fight, you can. Probably would have. So I'm gonna. Cool. Cool. Guys, cool. he's giving us stuff. That means something bad is coming. <laughs> I think That's, I know what the bad... Well, you the, know what? The reason why I'm taking the yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting a second win back. We're getting some hit dice rolled. I feel like it makes sense. I think she would have at that point. You know, it's yeah. hard to... Hard not to metagame right now and be like, oh, I kind of want to save my hit dice, but she wouldn't in that moment. Yeah. I oh. wouldn't have had a chance to rest and refresh since before the Rainer fight. Right. Oh, and Merlin has his second win back, too. Yep. Um, oh, that yeah. comes back after short rest as well. So there you go. Uh, unfortunately, if I, I think, Tess, you're the only other one that has short rest benefits. Yeah. And the way Key's written, you can't get it back this way. Oh, okay. Uh, Key specifically says that you need to spend 30 minutes of the hour meditating. 
Yeah, uh, so unfortunately, you wouldn't if, you, if this was you, you wouldn't get your key back. But you still would have used could have used hit dice though. Although if it happens to me, I would get my breath weapon back because I get that on a short rest. You get that? Well, there you go. Yeah. Not that it's happened to me, but one smile is, reference, is yeah. level five. If that ever happens, you'll have uh, Bardic Inspo. Bardic Inspo. But again, this only happens if you're <laughs> unconscious and spend an hour in the stabilized condition. So maybe you don't I mean, shoot to reset <laughs> using that rule. <laughs> that happens so rarely with this no, group. Yeah, course, <laughs> never. I think that's kind of why we've said <laughs> so this isn't really, I feel like it's not really one of those things where we've been doing it wrong for years it's just it's, this has never been as relevant yeah, as I, it is right now from the wolves to the elevator you guys carried a, an unconscious lenara and then after that fight you just switched out to carrying an unconscious merlin i have a feeling it's gonna happen again uh, I mean, before this well, whole campaign is said and done with it's probably right now maybe yeah. right now <laughs> so again if uh rules mongering us out there uh as we're we're sorry we're so <laughs> sorry which brings me to this third and final quick little correction turns out that maybe merlin took two bonus actions a few weeks ago remember that time where we all sat around the table and lost a few years off our lives oh my god <laughs> Oh, oh, so How none of us could do medicine rolls? Lost like five <laughs> pounds in sweat collectively around the, the table. The least competent moment in this group's hist- like starry history of oh, incompetence. Man. Like 20 minutes of failed medicine checks. Turns out maybe Merlin used two bonus actions, so yeah. none of that. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just yeah. a little, yeah. little oopsie. Look, we're only human. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just know out there, if you're listening, know that we did notice... Uh, I think Colin noticed that one too, right? Yeah, you know yeah. that one too. Not at the time, but I w- I listened to our podcast because I love it. Um, but we noticed yeah. a few days ago, and trust me, we beat ourselves up over <laughs> 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 like And then was- we beat Sobi up physically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm sitting here with a black eye. And I deserve it. It's deserved. Some well-deserved black eye you're sporting. <laughs> uh, we're just kidding. We don't beat Sobi. <laughs> We don't beat Sobe. Not, not Sobe. Not over D&D, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, but anyway, I think that I think all that's out of the way. I feel like the rule book has been appeased. I'm sure there's more stuff out there. Uh, but we certainly noticed those three things. Some of those are beneficial, though. I think, like, the hit die realization, that's that's probably a good thing for you guys. And I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I don't, I hate this rule. (laughs) But ultimately, this it's going to make you spend that resource even more, which ultimately is what I, as a DM, always want. I just want your, I want all your resources. Uh, And this is going to encourage you to spend them even more, I think. So I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. Yep. But... All that being out of the way, you guys want to play some D&D? Oh, yes. Let's play some, play some D&D. Yeah, let's do it. Colin, how are you feeling? Um, Had a good week? So good. Frog uh, in your throat? <laughs> piece of shit. Um, <laughs> no, some... I uh, went to the jewelry store, oh. decided to buy some new, like, vintage chains and... Some nice neckwear. Yeah. Peruse the necklaces mm-hmm. get some bling i dig it yeah 
none of them tried to murder me, so <laughs> at least I know who my friends are, Justin. Timing is, is just really fitting, I feel. Because uh, Tess said something last episode, I think, just last week. Yeah. Tess said something that I'm not sure everybody really understood the significance of. You know, after all those tense moments, Tess told Selash and his little friend that she really wouldn't wish death here on her worst enemy. Yeah. So I kind of feel like now is a perfect time, not only for Tess to be suffocating to death, but to make Colin sweat just... A little bit longer over there in his seat. Maybe the perfect time. I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) To look back at what's already happened. Oh, no. You all see a quaint fishing town. Tucked between the ocean and the thick forest surrounding it. There's a little town by the name of Splitport. Despite the small size, the docks are crammed with bodies. There's people loading, unloading ships, all these countless crates and barrels. Dock workers are a mix of humans and elves. They're living and working together in peace. And far off on the horizon, you can see a boat. It's... Large square sails are carrying it steady towards the docks of Splitport. And back on the docks, leaned against some boxes, kind of keeping herself out of the way, the hustle and bustle around her, you all see Tess. Her eyes are just locked on that distant incoming ship. There's a... Nearby dock worker coming towards Tess to maybe fetch a coil of rope and notices her leaned on those boxes. Is you again? Uh, I don't mean to be rude, ma'am, but I, I'm telling you that guy ain't coming back. I, I don't know. I didn't know him myself, but I've heard the sailors talk about you, ma'am. They say you watch the boats come into the port. Waiting for some man who left for war 50 years ago. A war that's has been over almost as long. Look, I I ain't judging, ma'am. I, I know elves don't see these things the, the same way I do, but... I mean, you're a good-looking gal. Just move on, go enjoy your life, ma'am. But Tess just kind of smiles and, and thanks the man for his kind words. Just barely even looking in his direction. Her eyes just still locked on that incoming boat. And this dock worker just kind of sighs and goes about his business. Eventually, that boat makes its way to port. And it starts to unload its goods and its passengers. Tess watching on with hope as each new sailor disembarks. And then Tess's lip kind of quivers and her eyes fill with tears as 50 years of waiting just suddenly become justified. She doesn't recognize Simon in the first glance. He, while she looks like she's barely really aged a day, his human features have aged a lot. He stands tall with kind of long gray hair reaching just below his shoulders 
He's wearing black pants, the simple white tunic. He's got this thick leather strap across his chest, securing this massive greatsword on his back. And his face is covered in scars. He's, he's missing a finger on his left hand. He's walking with a bit of a limp. But when Tess kind of locks eyes with him, there's no mistaking that it's her Simon. Their reunion is watched by a lot of local sailors. There's a lot of mumbling coming from those around people who, quite frankly, thought Tess was crazy up till a few moments ago. But now they just kind of watch on in disbelief, really, as Tess and Simon embrace each other. And from there we see Tess and Simon kind of enjoying their time together over the course of the next few weeks. We see them visiting old friends Simon hasn't seen in decades, meeting new family members he didn't even know he had, visiting the graves of those who are no longer here. You see them walking through the streets of Splitport, Simon kind of telling Tess how he wants to take her to the city of Waterdeep to meet this Dr. Rudolf Van Richten, a man he says is responsible for Simon still being alive. The Simon clearly wants to make the best of their time together, and despite the, equi- the occasional question from Tess, refuses to really talk about what he went through over the last 50 years. Until the scene shifts to about a week later. You see this candlelit bedroom, just Tess sitting on the side of the bed, kind of putting on a, a brave face. Simon's lying in that bed, and the years have quickly caught up with him after his return. The man's over 70 at this point. He's, he's seen more battles than he can count. And now, after finally being reunited with Tess, he's dying. But he looks as happy as he can possibly be, as he kind of holds Tess's hand in his and says, I didn't, I won't tell you about where I was, and really I still don't, but I just refuse to spend the last minutes thinking about a place that you weren't in. And he just kind of sighs, almost in defeat. Says, you know, not not long after I I got to the Domains of Dread, I, I heard a tale from a local in an inn. Told me those who die in the land of the mists are destined to spend eternity there. The moment life leaves your body in those domains, your your soul mingles with the mist. Clerics can use their spells to bring you back to life, but it ain't no magic fast enough to stop your soul from mingling with them mists once it leaves your body. And once it has been through the mists, even if only for a few seconds, they say the mists, they, they remember your soul in a way, and that you will eventually spend your afterlife there. And he kind of... He pauses again and squeezes Tess's hand really, really hard. As the thought of, of spending the afterlife without you is... 
That's what truly kept me alive, not that doctor. As I fought tooth and nail, make sure that wouldn't happen every time the sword was pointed in my direction, I thought, well, you. So don't warn me too long. We'll see each other again. Enjoy your life, Tess. You got centuries of it in front of you. You might have waited 50 years here in Splitport, but I'll wait however many hundred for you in the afterlife. And with that, the scene kind of fades away as Tess and Simon embrace one last time, and he silently dies in her arms. And the scene shifts to Tess's face, bright red, eyes bulging out of her skull. There's this necklace wrapped tightly around her neck, suffocating her as she lies here on the deck of this boat in Dominia. So we're going to roll some initiative to try to save Tess. Oh, but how does man. Tess feel in this? Is she scared? Is she angry? The horrible irony of this situation, I think, of Simon having fought tooth and nail to make sure neither one of you died here. And now there's a real possibility that you're going to be the one who dies here. Wow. Um... I, I'm sorry, I'm still in that cabin. Um, right now, though, Tess, all she can feel is desperation. Um, she, like, as, as, her, as her face is getting redder and redder and she can feel the oxygen being cut off, uh, she's just clawing, clawing at her throat and just... Spittle coming out from her clenched teeth, just trying, trying anything, anything to not this, anything but this. That's all that's going through her head right now. Anything but this. Anywhere but here. Anyone get a 20 or higher? Uh oh. Shit. 15 or higher? Uh, Slash got a 19. Okay. Fitting. Swear to God, if you save my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Smashes the urn like he did that pot. (laughs) It comes free for some reason. (laughs) Ten or higher. Well, fuck. Oh, boy. Five? Five or higher? Uh, Yeah, I got a five. Yeah. I think I tied with Lustra. I also got a five. Okay. I got an eight. Okay. Oh, I got a nine. Oh, everyone in the five plus club. Van Richten is passed out cold in the cabin, I think. He's... Super feverish. I'm going to leave him out of this one. I don't think he'd help much anyway. Probably make things worse somehow. But Tess, let me kind of paint the picture. And I think I'm going to kind of let you guys in on the mechanics here too. Because this is something. So you put this necklace on and immediately it tightens up around your neck. You're suffocating. You can't breathe at all. It happens so fast that you don't have a chance to even kind of you know, take a breath and hold it. It's just instant, I can't breathe. What that means from a mechanics point is, what's your con mod? uh, Plus one. Plus one. So in one round, you're going to drop to zero HP and start making death saves. Just straight up. Just straight up to death. Or to... to I'm sorry, I'm I'm scared. You have yeah, you have one round. 
Your con mod is going to give you one one round of suffocation, at which point you're dropping to zero and making saves. So you guys have one round here to solve this problem. Now, here's the kicker with suffocation rules, though. You can't be stabilized until you can breathe. So around from now, if she's still in this situation, if the necklace still strangling her, you can't even do medicine checks to stabilize until you deal with that. So all that oh, being God. said, yeah, this is bad. But it's one of those things like this could be nothing. We might be done with this initiative 30 seconds from now. But sure doesn't feel like it. Last time, yeah, last time we did a series of medicine checks that didn't <laughs> really go that great. So I feel like this might be, this could very well be horrible. The first person to kind of realize what's going on, I guess it's fitting because you helped her put it on, Miles. Yeah. yeah. So kind of fitting that Slash is the first to react here. I mean, you can immediately tell exactly what's going on. She drops to the ground suffocating eyes bulging out of her skull what this last try to do <sighs> god um what does tattoo guy think yeah. <laughs> mr tattoo's like eh, nothing i can do well, i <laughs> mr. mean you... pain. he's like oh shit they're all gonna think we did this <laughs> 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 um yeah. i mean I... you put the clasp on maybe it's as simple as taking the clasp off never is yeah um i guess that's all i can really try is try and undo the lock that or the clasp that's you know clasping the necklace absolutely yeah doesn't take much to realize that it is very very stuck but go ahead and give me a strength check just straight strength flat strength Oh, God. And with stress. This uh, is affected by stress. Yep. Uh, Roll high. Please. You can do this. Uh, with stress, that's 11. It is not enough. You give it your all. Try to get this clasp undone. Doesn't work. Uh, realizing this doesn't work, he calls out to somebody, We need to cut this with a magical weapon. As he struggles against it. Okay. So Slash over there struggling to try to get the clasp undone. Lenara, you see the same thing happen. What do you do? Um, Lenara's going to rush up, uh, probably say a few intelligible, uh, encouraging words to Tess. And she sees big beefy Merlin coming up, and she's just going to get ready to... um, assist him and uh with whatever he's doing effectively she's gonna use the hold the aid action to you want to help merlin yeah uh you want to help merlin i want to help merlin yeah. cool uh definitely yeah we just went over this right definitely within <laughs> five feet of the target so hey. we're good there uh yeah we've definitely used this before like for this kind of stuff but man yeah. we've never we've never really used help in, in combat, combat 
to actually attack, right? Because yeah. it's, it's, that's never the best thing to do. Right. And suddenly you guys are pulling out all the stops. Anyway, sorry to keep making excuses uh, for our failures, for our fumbles, <laughs> our no, game about, fumbles. Talking about rules is my happy place. That's the only reason I'm not <laughs> that's, peeing that's myself why. right I'm now. just trying to make you, I'm trying <laughs> hey. to balance calling out over Appreciate here. Appreciate it, bud. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> <laughs> so you give, uh, you, you help Merlin. Tess, it is on you. I mean, you can feel, you can see black spots and little white spots in your vision already. You feel yourself starting to pass out. What uh, do you do? Can't breathe at all. It's getting tighter. Um, she is going to be like pulling at the pulling at the necklace, trying to get some sort of give, some sort of anything. Um, and she just closes her eyes and thinks of all of the scars on Simon's face and just through her clenched teeth if she could if she could speak you would just hear her say anything um and she's going to take the bone saw and gra- try to s- slip her fingers underneath the necklace and try to cut into her into her neck to try to give some slack to get under it you're gonna like oh wow geez you're trying to cut some of your own neck to give more slack oh wow that's hardcore that is hardcore i'm thinking straight (laughs) (laughs) oh wow uh definitely I'm going to reduce the DC by a number because of that, I think. But let's, I feel like we have to roll for a little bit of damage. I like to think you're, you're, I'm using the controlled enough with this that you, you know, you're not going to like crit yourself here, (laughs) but we got to, we got to roll damage on that bone. So I think, yeah, you are a little bit panicky. So maybe you slip and and hurt yourself a bit more than you intended to. Ah, well, how's your total HP doing? Uh, I'm at full. Okay. So, fingers crossed. Oh, man. Three. So, uh, eight. I just sliced myself open for half my hit parts. Oh, my goodness. But you do... There's now, like, an open wound against your neck, and the DC has lowered a bit because any of you that wants to shove your <laughs> finger into that bloody wound now you've got a little extra give that is disgusting <laughs> but good thinking i like it oh, geez. i like it lubricant as blood she's <laughs> just like gurgling her eyes are starting to like roll up into the back of her head and now there's just like blood pouring down oh, her man, shirt that is hardcore if you make it out of this you can have inspiration at the end but you can't have it yet <laughs> <laughs> hate you so much merlin what do you want to do you see the same thing going on there's a little extra give and if you want to shove your fingers in the wound why would i do that what the only thing that goes hand in hand with open wounds is rusty daggers (laughs) so and try to slip the dagger maybe under where she's put a little extra space yeah blade facing uh towards the sky and trying to rip it off yeah yeah so let's do that so I, I dig it ultimately it's still unfortunately it's going to come down to a strength check i will but your number is lower so. i will counterbalance tess as my aid i there suppose there you go 
Oh, so strength check on. with advantage here. You get the dagger slid up under the necklace and just with all your might try to get yes. this necklace off. Someone please, give me another please, d20. Please. Lidara right. gave it to him. Okay. Oh, oh God. Come on, please. God. I really like please, those Merlin. new dice you got. Those are oh, shiny as fuck. Super <laughs> sexy. Please don't step on them. Ooh, these are both terrible, but uh, I roll a six plus three, nine total. Oof. Oh, yeah. not enough. No give. No give. You give it your all, and it is not enough. You have an action surge. I don't know if you want to use it. That would be a good time, right? (laughs) (laughs) I can't say anything. I'm just like, (laughs) this is the moment. (laughs) Yeah, we only have one round to do this. I think it's well worth using an action action surge. Cool. Please. (laughs) Go for it, man. Go for it. Now, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think you have advantage on the second one, but you do get to try again. That's fair. Come on, come on, come on. (sighs) All right. Well, with stress, I get a total of 15. Oh, no. What would it have been without stress? That would have been 17 17 without stress. Oh, man, this fucking stress. (laughs) This stress. I knew the stress would do it. I knew it. When I was putting this item into the the campaign, I was like, ah, this is going to be a freebie, but the stress, the stress changes everything. Changes everything. That is not enough. Not enough. Everyone just feels so useless. Give it the old action surge. Yeah, that's gone enough. That is gone. And Merlin's got nothing left. Oh, boy. Lustra. Can you do it? Oh, yeah. I'm certainly going to fucking try. Come on, big old Lustra. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're not losing Tess. No, 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 no. And I got a 14. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. SpaghettiOs. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh, no, Tess. Tess, Tess, Tess. Here we hey. are. Here we are again. Hello. Is there anything else you can do, Lustra? What What did you just try? Like, uh, talk me through what just happened. Oh, Lustra's panicking, you know? Seeing Tess, you know, losing it. He probably was going to grab on with his own hands and just reef as hard as he could. And wasn't enough. And it is not enough. It is not enough. Top of the turn order. A few turns away from Tess dropping unconscious. Slash, you can see the red face is turning to more of a purplish blue at this point. What do you do? <sighs> Colin's face is also <laughs> turning <laughs> the to same color right now. <laughs> oh my god! I, I hate this so much. <sighs> like dig she needs deep. to breathe. Like dig deep. <sighs> Slash is gonna try his damnedest to once again bring oh. bring a, a dagger that he has as well underneath and and try to just slice this thing open. That's with stress. That's that's twelve. The DC went down by like fifteen, right? <laughs> no, shit, shit. Twelve, still not quite enough. Oh my goodness! Oh, Colin, 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 Colin. I'm not worried. Breathe, buddy. 
Breathe, buddy. I'm getting in character. <laughs> <laughs> Lenora, you can see Tess is like seconds away from passing out. What do you do? I'm going to try and use the hole that she has made, slip a finger or two in, try and give a little extra room, and try and give a little space for Merlin to... Basically, I'm going to try and have my fingers start to get cut a little to buy her that extra second or two for Merlin to do something. So going for the the help again and really just getting your fingers dirty. Yeah. Almost like holding a, like holding a bag open for somebody. Let's like, yeah. get your hand in here, bud. <laughs> this grocery bag of Tessa's neck. Gross, gross, oh. gross. Come on, All right, Merlin. so you help out Merlin. Tess, unfortunately, on your turn, you lose consciousness. You are now at zero HP, and if it gets back to you, we're making death saves. I guess in that case, uh, her vision's going to be going she's um her like spittle's gonna be mixed with blood at this point um and as her eyes roll back she's just going to try to mouth sigh and she'll go limp in your arms oh man half of simon's name comes out before she passes out merlin you've got advantage here from lenara if you want to Try again, or, you know, do what you want. <laughs> I think there's some more booze oh. in the bag of holes. Yeah, some booze over there, yeah. Uh, gonna need that to disinfect, probably. Right? Probably need to steady your hands before the, the procedure. You're so right. You're so right. Maybe next turn. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Here we go. Strength with advantage. Okay. One of them is a six. The other one, Nat 20. Good news is that with all your strength, Merlin, you rip this necklace off of Tess's neck. Color starts to pour back into her face. However... We weren't able to do that fast enough. She is still unconscious. She is still about to make death saving throws. And we all know how great we are at medicine checks. <laughs> uh, can, can someone quickly attune to the bone saw? No? All right. <laughs> We're not out of this yet, but step one is done. Merlin accomplishes step one. Is there anything else you can do? No, just drink, right? My job's done. That's true. You got movement left, you walk towards the bottle. (laughs) Merlin fucking Carlisle. Looser, that's going to bring it to you. Tess is unconscious and dying. What about Merlin saving my life on boats? Yeah, really though. True. Well, uh, Looser still panicking and being like, you know, none of us are all of us. None of us are all of us. We got to get you better and uh, he's going to do a try and stabilize her. And 16. Ooh. Right off the bat, Tess becomes stabilized (sighs) with some uh, six points of overkill there. Stabilized just an easy DC 10 medicine check. Unbelievable that two weeks ago it took you guys like 30 attempts to get that. But yeah, first try. Making it look easy over there, Lustra. 
been pra- we had so much practice. Yeah, really. Know? Yeah, no doubt. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think you guys have any means of healing. Uh, so Tess is stable and unconscious. But hey, we now know that at the end of an hour, you can uh, roll some hit die if you want hit dice. If I hadn't already used both of them before the crossbow Ooh, guy fight. Oh, <laughs> that's not fun at all, is it? No. Nope. It's not fun at all. I'm going to roll to see how many hours you're out. How you doing, Colin? You okay? I need a drink. <laughs> man, oh man. Well, good news is that I am giving you that retroactive inspiration uh, for thinking of that. I just, I can't do it mid-combat. I can't help you in the moment, but take an inspiration for that. I also want to give inspiration, uh, again, I didn't want to do this in the beginning, but now that that's all settled... It won't seem like I'm I'm giving you inspiration just to get through that, right? I didn't <laughs> want to do that. That's fair. Uh, I'm giving inspiration to David for when I was listening back to the last week's episode. I got such a kick out of the fact that mid-tension, mid-arguing, and there's a point in there where I thought Sobe was actually pissed off at us for a few <laughs> minutes. And in the middle of it all, <laughs> you'd lose her just like, Hosts a group therapy session. Let's <laughs> all list one list thing we like about ourselves. Positive traits about <laughs> each <know>. other. <laughs> Looser led therapy, y'all. I love you guys. Uh, I laughed about that so much. Like in the heat of the moment, I didn't realize how hilarious that it is. It threw me off back. for sure. I was yeah. It, it's, it's list cut. positive traits about each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you take inspiration for that because that I was listening back to it and that made me laugh a lot. Well, I, I'm, I'm constantly thinking well i'm always in love with everybody so what would i do if i loved all these people i love all of them i can't say anything bad about what's something good <laughs> weaponized compliments baby <laughs> pretty Man. much not even dr phil has that poise to <laughs> pull that one off good stuff good oh, stuff what do you guys do with this broken necklace <sighs> we'll tape it up and put it back on <laughs> eat it into the ocean i don't know fuck <laughs> I like that idea. Just toss it in the ocean. Yeah, throw it in the ocean. Eat that thing into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Probably not a bad idea. <laughs> going to be a fish down there, and it's going to get plastic ringed by it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. We cut the plastic ring. <laughs> it's true. You cut the plastic. Yeah, you cut it. Yeah, we, we did our part. part. Now no, you can no throw it in the ocean. No turtles are dying here. <laughs> <laughs> you care more about turtles than me. I'm unconscious black. Uh, that's good shit. Good shit. You want uh, good news about uh, magic items, though, while we're on the subject? Yeah. Here's something else I was thinking about uh, in this past week. That plus one dagger you've got, uh, Merlin, I think I'd said, you know, basically the mechanic on that is that if you roll a fumble with it, it breaks. It's gone. Even though it's magic, doesn't matter. It breaks. I'm ruling that that is a way out of this. And by this, I'm pointing to all these fumble containers. The three new fumble containers. Oh. That's a guarantee you've determined. I'm ruling that you've already determined what happens on the next fumble with that dagger. It breaks. It's gone. So think of it as a get-out-of-jail-free card, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm just going to solve all of his problems by stabbing. That's actually huge. Oh, it's pretty uh, big. I can dig it. It's yeah. pretty big. Oh my god! That makes sense. I was thinking, like, what would happen if you fumble, it breaks, and then we pull on this, <laughs> and it seems like overkill. And to be honest, a lot of the melee ones like involve the weapon itself. So to me, it makes sense to give you this one. 
get out of jail free car. It's not like you can use it a bunch of times when it breaks, it breaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you do, if you're any, ever in one of those situations where like, I really don't want to fucking pull out of that container right now. <laughs> Everyone sighed like a sigh of relief, but it's still a broken weapon. It like, is, yeah. But at least it's not broken off in your own chest. <laughs> oh, man. So there we are. An unconscious test now on the boat. We're really just rotating out who's yeah. out cold. All right, so we're all going to glack Lustra after I wake up, right? (laughs) He's next. No! Oh, man. You're next, buddy. Choke me like you love me. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know what I'm into? (laughs) Luckily, I rolled a one on the D4. So after an hour test, you come back to with one health point. I want to kind of explain the boat movement again because I feel like maybe... Uh, I didn't take quite enough time on that last week. At this point, after two hours of rowing, what we were really determining there last week is how long it gets you to get out into like real open water, right? Like think Viking style ship, one sail. When you were right next to the island of Dominia with its hundred foot cliff. We're like fighting tides. Uh, you're, fighting yeah, you're fighting tides. There's not a whole lot of wind making it past that 100-foot cliff. That's a big old cliff. A little bit. So the island's killing a lot of the wind. Really what we were determining there is how long it takes you to get to the point where you can just put the sail up. It was very doable in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys took your two hours to get it done. We like a challenge here. But regardless, you do make it out. At this point, you're out far enough that there, there's a good amount of wind in the sails. And all you really have to do at this point, you don't have to all five roll at, row at once. You just really need one person on the steering oar to keep this thing going in a straight line. Because you've determined, if we assume Dominia or the island is right in the middle of Dominia, all you got to do is travel in a straight line and you'll eventually hit the mist, right? Eventually get to the outside of the bubble. So... I think we're kind of, we need to talk about uh, watches, I guess. I'm assuming people want to rotate through some rests. I mean, what are you guys thinking? What uh, What's the plan? What time of the day is it? At this point, uh, two hours of rowing, it's that point where you're pretty confident Heinfroth, like probably just woke up very recently. It's about 8 o'clock, 8.30-ish. How much daylight do you think we have? At this point, there's hardly any, which is probably something that's in your favor, actually, at this point. Uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty dark at this point. It's like 8.30. If it's dark? There's like, you know, maybe a sliver of sun left, but we're, yeah, we're almost at pitch black point. Why not have the folks with dark vision do the first couple of watches? That way we get a little extra time before somebody who needs light. Is there stars and moon and horseshoes and clovers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure, sure is. I suppose they might not need that much light if they just want to keep yeah, navigating right. by a certain... We're just, Landmark in yeah, the sky. Yeah. We just got to go straight. straight. Yeah. 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 Really just got to keep the boat straight. Uh, you know, it's one of those, I was trying to look up actually earlier in the week, like how much of a difference would it make if they wanted to all fire, like row through the night with the sail up. And apparently that makes like very little difference when you're <laughs> sailing a boat. Like if you think about it, if you can row 
faster than the sale can carry you, then the sale is going to start going yeah, limp. And yeah, exactly. So it's it's almost counterproductive to row. Uh, so you're really just hold her straight, boys. So we all try and get a long rest as we rotate watch. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I, I know Looster is feeling pretty healthy right now. I'm pretty sure he'll don't go and take first watch. I mean, if we've got the light of the stars and such. I can do a second. I'll go third. Sure. Um, if if um, Merlin's willing to take the, like, just even an hour of a fourth watch, um, elves only need a four-hour trance. I can take the last half of the night. Ah, uh, okay. There okay. You go. Sounds good. So you guys set up a bit of a watch rotation, take turns, keeping the boat straight. Who's Who was going first again? Lustra. Uh, Lustra. Yep. I'm going to go and keep that boat straight. Oh, right. Your watch goes by unmolested. Who is next? Uh, Lenara. Lenara. I think it's fitting that you take the next watch, actually. Before we get to that midnight hour. Justin, why are you smiling like that? There's one more die we have to roll. Before I have to keep you in suspense for a moment, Adam, I'm sorry. Ah. There's one more die we have to roll. So I feel, I feel like it's fitting you do it. Give me a D100. Oh, what? I did it myself last night in the asylum, but... I'm going to let you guys take over this role from here on out. D100. What was the little rhyme you came up with on the <gasps> boat? Tie your bags up oh, tight or else the bag, the bag man comes tight. at night. What was oh, it? no. Yeah? Give me a D100. <laughs> <clears throat> 82. All right. Back to Lenara. Oh, shut your stupid face. No, no, back no, 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 no. <laughs> Tie the bag up double tight or else the bag man comes at night. Don't you fucking just... (laughs) Yeah, I rolled that myself last night without you guys knowing, but I'm turning it over to you guys because I can't handle handle the guilt if I'm the one who fucks the roll up. Ah. You're good. I like that little rhyme, though. I didn't tie the bag up double tight or else the bag bag man comes at night. (laughs) (laughs) he'll just take the lash fantastic (laughs) fantastic all right so that's following the uh the necklace right into the bring the briny lenora during your watch Uh uh-huh as a matter of fact all of you lenora is the one on watch kind of you know just trying to make the best of the situation trying to relax while holding the ship straight and the rest of you are all woken up by this blood curdling scream it's horrible loud you remember hearing something similar similar screams coming from the asylum one when you were sleeping there what? throughout the night but you had no idea, didn't put two and two together that this scream was Van Richten's. Oh. And you're all, it's so loud, it wakes all of you up. Van Richten screams at the top of his lungs. What do you do? I'm just going to... 
rush and hold his sh- shoulders and try and steady him. You rush into the room. He's kind of sitting on the side of this foldable bed. He is a sweaty mess. You can tell he's cold. He's he's shivering. He looks really really rough. Uh, is is he is he conscious? Uh, he is. He's sitting there, well, kind of rubbing his head. I, well, I'm assuming it's dark in here, so I figured Looster would probably light a torch. Sure. It, it, I'm assuming we're inside the cabin, so that the light can't be projected outside. You could. Yeah. Sure. So I'll light a torch so that we can actually see what we're doing in here. Yeah, Tess is going to uh, run up, get on her knees in front of him, and take his hand, his head in both of her hands. Um, say, Doctor, Doctor, can you hear me? Lenara, Lenara, he needs help. He uh, welcomes your your touch, and Lenara, you probably find that as odd. He, maybe not too much unlike yourself, he, he's not a man of, of emotion. He's the kind of guy who doesn't like getting too close to people from what you've seen uh, in, you know, in your experiences with him. But he welcomes the touch, like almost like pulls you into a hug, kind of holds you folks against his body as he's shivering. This is always, always night after night. My dream, it's the same. It's been the same for months now. It's, I'm sorry, it, it begins as I wander through rolling mists shadowy figures are moving by me. I know that these figures are friends, although I cannot see them clearly enough to make out their features. Knowing they are friends, however, I I am also aware that they mean me harm. Because of this, I move away from them and I move deeper into the mists. Before long, uh, shape rises before me in my dreams it is of a great house drawing nearer I recognize it as the house that I grew up in the ancestral estate of my family in Darkon behind me the shadows draw closer and I am forced towards the manor Only then do I see that there is no ground here. The house that stands alone in the mists as if it were crafted from them. As I approach this house, I see two figures standing in one of the windows. At first, I don't recognize them. But then I see that it is my departed wife and my beloved son Erasmus they beckoned to me and I know that I must hurry to save them from some great menace I reach the door and finding it locked I pound my fists upon it at first there is no response but after a moment the portal swings open before me To my horror, I am then confronted 
by the master of this place. He is a dark and terrible creature, features so twisted with evil as to be nothing short of bestial. But as I pull away from this creature, I recognize that I look upon none other than myself. It is then the dream ends and I awake screaming. Please forgive me, I did not mean to so disturb the sleep of my benefactors. You have my deepest of apologies. There is nothing to forgive. I can say that for everyone, I think. I, I look to Lunara, like, with with question marks in my eyes. Would this have ever happened before? Not, never once? It's, uh, he told you that it's been happening. He's had the same dream for months, but you, you have no knowledge of it. Okay. Sounds like whether he's hidden it from you or whatever, maybe you weren't around, but no, you've never, you have no knowledge of this. Huh. Didn't fall asleep at the desk. Bah! <laughs> I just shake my head and keep holding him. Pet is a little fuzzy. And again, he, he, yeah, he welcomes the affection, which is very unusual yeah. for Van Richten in and of itself. And still in this kind of feverish, cold sweat, he says, thank you. I, I'm still not feeling quite myself. I fear perhaps I require more sleep, but I was told to tell you you're all level three. What? (laughs) (laughs) See you folks next week. Darkon? He's from Darkon. Born and raised. What the? Oh, shit. It's where he spent most of his days. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man.